0: Hi, everybody. This is Jason Rosenbaum, a political correspondent with St. Louis Public Radio. A friend asked me if I was doing okay after I found out about Aviva Okus and Haberman's death on Sunday. My answer, not really. I couldn't get over how unfair it was that someone who was only 24 years old and had decades of triumph and excellence ahead of her would be taken in such a senseless and terrible manner. If we truly live in a just world, how do we allow for good people like Aviva to die when her absence leaves such a huge void inside people that knew her? When I started telling this wise and compassionate friend about how Aviva and I worked together, she suggested that I document my sentiments either through tweets or in a longer piece of writing. This wasn't just to ease the fog and despair that set in since hearing the news, but also to document Aviva's importance to journalism in Missouri. So I've taken that friend's advice, and this is what I've written down. So if this sounds scripted, it's because I want to make sure to get every word and syllable correct. Aviva and I worked for different public radio stations, so we did not interact with each other as much as some of her colleagues at KCUR or KBIA. But since she essentially had my same job in Kansas City, and we worked together on a lot of different things, some big memorable things, but primarily smaller but helpful things. A lot of people have already testified publicly about how Aviva was tenacious, thorough and most of all kind. And I want to tell you all a story that provides more specificity into Aviva's kindness. It was the last week of session in 2019 and the legislature was melting down because of the inability to pass a bill banning abortion after eight weeks of pregnancy. St. Louis Public Radio was in between state government reporters. So I was in Jefferson City for the week with my colleague Rachel Lipman to cover what was quickly becoming a national story. I knew that Aviva was following the legislation while she was working for KBIA, the Columbia-based NPR affiliate. There was a long impasse around the bill, and that meant there was a lot of empty time. And having worked in the Missouri Capitol... This was not exactly unusual in the last week of session. There was usually some backroom negotiation to be had that stopped legislative proceedings. Suddenly, I got word that there was going to be a press conference featuring proponents of the legislation who were upset that GOP leaders weren't being more aggressive in forcing a vote well into the evening, a cadre of reporters crammed into a gallery on the side of the Missouri Senate. As I took out my recording equipment, I began to panic because my memory card was corrupted at the absolute worst possible time. Aviva was standing right behind me, and when I asked if I could borrow an extra memory card, she gave me one just before the presser started. It wasn't the last time she made such a courteous and journalistically important gesture as she sent Rachel audio to use in our morning newscast when there was finally agreement on the legislation. Her assistance came at the same time she was reporting out a quick-turn feature on how the abortion legislation made it to the finish line.
1: At a rally in the governor's office yesterday evening, House Republican leaders and Governor Mike Parson struck a confident tone.
0: This pro-life administration will not back down.
1: That united front started to show cracks hours later. The Senate was supposed to reconvene at 4.30 to resume debate. An hour passed two hours, and then three.
0: Hi, I'm Bob Onder. um,
1: It's late in the evening, and the conservative caucus is holding a press conference outside the empty Senate floor.
0: We have clearly reached an impasse. The time for negotiations are over.
1: Onder and other conservative senators felt betrayed by their party leadership.
0: Aviva's reporting on this frenetic legislative situation eventually earned her a regional Edward R. Murr Award, arguably the most prestigious award someone in radio can get. I was so happy to hear that she won this award, primarily because I knew how much she was helping people she barely knew while she was doing her job. That wasn't the last time Aviva and I helped each other out. As the political reporter for KCUR, we talked about our coverage priorities a lot and issues of interest. I distinctly remember talking with her for a pretty long time, right before I went into a Chesterfield St. Louis bread company to interview someone. I was struck by how inquisitive and thorough she was about politics and policy, and how interested she was about doing some of the hard work necessary to break through the surface level answers about difficult issues. And she ended up walking the walk with stories on Clay County's dysfunctional government, the inequities of COVID 19 vaccine distribution and the political firestorm over U.S. Senator Josh Hawley.
1: Hawley passed by a group of Trump supporters. He raised a defiant fist. The crowd cheered. Hours later, pro-Trump extremists breached the U.S. Capitol, while Hawley and other lawmakers took cover. Ultimately, five people died. The backlash against the senator was sharp. His political mentor, former U.S. Senator John Danforth, now says supporting Holly was the worst mistake of his life.
0: Our collaborations were generally small but meaningful. We often sent each other audio clips or text blurbs to supplement things we were working on. Just last week, I sent her audio from the Missouri House floor. And recently, she sent me a couple of quotes to fill out a story about Eric Greiton's reemergence on the Missouri political scene. Aviva also played vital roles on our podcast, Politically Speaking. Aviva was one of the co-hosts when we interviewed State Representative Kerry Ingle of Lee Summit. One of the reasons I feel so much sorrow over her death beyond the despair I feel for her friends and family is that I wish we did more podcasts together. It's part of the regret that comes with not taking every advantage to collaborate when our time in journalism is so limited.
1: And so you're also kind of talking about this a little bit earlier about, you know, members sometimes feeling pressured into votes, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting with your new position as minority <laughs> whip. Um, so how do you think about that position and how you're how you're going to approach it? Right. Right. Um, because I believe that we do need to be, re- be reflective of our districts, I-, I absolutely take that into account. And that's conversation that I've already been having with members.
0: There were other ways that Aviva helped me out that had nothing to do with combining efforts on stories or podcasts. Aviva recently agreed to monitor the legislature on Mondays and Tuesdays while I watched Wednesdays and Thursdays. By doing this, Aviva allowed me to not only work on other stories, but also tend to my older son, who up until Monday wasn't in full-time school. It would be an understatement to describe this as help. It was a personal and professional lifeline. I've been numb and foggy since Aviva's death became public. I can't imagine how traumatizing this situation is for her colleagues who spent far more time with her than me. I know a lot of people who knew and loved Aviva are hurting right now, and words aren't going to dull the emotional pain when something this senseless occurs. But I do feel that Aviva's presence in Missouri journalism does provide some important perspective to absorb. Journalism is a really tough business. People that choose to enter this profession have to report on some truly horrible things that happen within their communities. We often sacrifice time with our family and friends because the hours required are long and tedious. And even when we're not on the clock, our brains are typically on when we should be decompressing or doing things that have nothing to do with the news. It's not surprising that a lot of people end up burning out of the profession altogether given the stress and trauma, doesn't seem worth whatever is considered the reward in journalism. But those who choose to stay in this profession know deep down that we are on a noble and worthwhile path. Whatever sacrifice we make in our time or in exposing ourselves to scrutiny, we make up for in knowing that our work will stand as the first draft of history. The reward that we seek isn't necessarily money or notoriety, but assurance that our work will make the public smarter, more informed, and more skeptical of those in power. Aviva exemplified these principles immaculately. It is truly unfair that she didn't get more time to experience the twists and turns that a career in journalism offers. But even though I'll think for the rest of my life why she couldn't experience a long and fruitful career, everyone that read or listened to her should know how impactful she was to journalism in this state and the people that worked with her. So, Viva, thank you for everything, and thank you for letting me collaborate and work with you.